Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. everyone welcome back to another episode of two peas on a podcast gerald here with you and of course i'm so thrilled that you joined us again this week it's always exciting for me when we do these top five countdowns week after week after week going on five years now it's always so exciting when i'm able to to get my hands on a first time guest and that's the deal that we have tonight we have a gentleman on the show that's never been on before i've gotten to know him over the last several months because i've actually gone over and guested on a show that he's a part of a couple times i want to say i went back in january i think and then i was just on uh, which is in april as we're sitting here so i've gotten to know him pretty well he's a hoot he's he's a great guy to talk to on a podcast that's for sure and i said why don't i get him over here man i've had his other two cohorts on the show anthony and Imran, and now Rugboy is here. Rugboy is from the Jock and Nerd podcast. What's up, Rugs? How you doing, man? Hey, am I a P now? <laughs> you are am officially a, a P. I, I like to be a P. Yeah, man. Your, your P's there, brother. You got yeah. your P. Yeah. Yes, I got my P. <laughs> um, what's up? How's it going? It's, go- it's, it's going, man. I want to talk a little bit about your podcast life because I just found out when I went on your show a few days ago, actually, as we're sitting here, that you have actually never been on another podcast before. This is your first time, right? Yeah, I'm owned by Imran. I'm not allowed out. <laughs> he keeps me locked in the basement. Basically, the way it works is is that uh, I only feel safe with Imran. I, I, does, I mean, maybe he's made me uh, like hmm. a, okay. a slave to him in a way. Well, I feel honored that I guess you're branching out a little bit with me. That's really cool. Well, your voice was so deep and professional. I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in good hands. <laughs> you are, man. It's super casual here. We'll have a good time. And I, you know, I know you love talking about stuff on Jock and Nerd, and I feel like it's going to be the same deal. We're just going to be talking about something a little bit different on our episode tonight. But uh, all the information for Jock and Nerd will be in the show notes, guys. Make sure you check them out. It's Imran and Anthony, who have both been on the show before. And then Rugs is the third partner in crime over there on that broadcast and they do a great show they talk about superhero stuff and comic book stuff and hell we even talked about the oscars this week when i came over so it's a it's a great show you got over there man you have you been with uh, them since the beginning i apologize i don't know that no i have not what happened was i was on a radio show with imran in college mm-hmm. and uh and we forgot about it and then all of a sudden i see that he has a podcast and i'm like well i gotta insert myself into this Sure. So uh, he was like doing the podcast with Anthony for like a a month or two or something like that, maybe two or three months. And I was just like, all right, I got to get on the show. (laughs) And I got on and I just never left. Like I just wormed my way in there like time after time until I just became a, a permanent fixture. Yeah, you just made it happen. That's yeah, great. I just annoyed Anthony, and eventually I won him over, I think. I don't even know if I did, probably. 
<laughs> You're still working on that, actually. Yeah, right? yeah. You never know. Well, it's a great it's a great conversation you guys over there have over there. So everyone, make sure you check them out if you're into it. The information will be in the notes, as I said. Now, Rooks, you're here, man, because we do a top five show. And it's usually in the world of movies, which is the case this evening. And you came up with this topic, right? Remind me. I feel like you did, right? Yeah, you said, what do you, you want to do? Yeah. And I said, uh, uh, I'll think of something. And yeah, tell them. Tell them what we're doing. I said, let's talk about the best female-led action movie. That's it. Women-led action films. And we were talking about this a little bit in the Twitter chat and when I came on your show a few days ago. Don't give away any titles at the top. I don't like to do that. It's kind of like a surprise factor when we go through our list. But without giving away any titles, you were mentioning to me that you're going to be a little hard-lined in terms of what a yeah. women-led film is. So what? where did you go with that criteria? Well, it's kind of like one of those things because like women are always present, right? In all in all films. And, and in a lot of action films, you got ensemble casts, you got this and that. And women always have a, a couple of times to shine through a film. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, but... We're talking about like when these uh, movie companies, they they put their money on the table and said, we're going to back a woman. The mm-hmm. lead character is going to be the person on the poster that sells the movie is going to be this female mm-hmm. character. Right. And so that's how I look at it. I mean, you could look at it differently and that's fine because I think that some of the best characters are in those ensemble or sharing the screen with someone else. But so. Well, that's interesting you say that because I really don't know. I mean, I was looking at my list and I feel like mine are all pretty applicable to what we're talking about. But I guess there's a couple of my honorable mentions that could be up for debate. But, you know, for me, what it was that I that I made sure had to happen and ended up taking a couple off my list that were on there initially because they didn't fall into this bucket is if you take that lead female character out of the movie does is the movie fall apart and that is the case with all of mine you have okay. to have you have to have this central lead female character now there's some cases where it could be like a 50 50 split maybe where you know there might be like a team or like there's a duo or there's a good guy and a bad guy and it's a you know so it's led by two people ness maybe uh but one of those being a woman or, or a woman and again if she's not in it the movie's not it doesn't happen do you know that what i mean sounds fair yeah, so that's kind of the route I was like, all right, let me do this. Let me let me you put this criteria on it. And like I said, I ended up having to drop a couple off my list when I did that. So when you were coming up with the list, man, you also said you had a ton of movies that you initially thought of. So did this because you came up with the topic. So did this flood to you right away? Did, did you have to Google? Did you well, have to really research? Or It's really funny because I've watched a lot of movies. I, wa- I mean, I was I was in the watching movie business for like a very long time. So I've seen like everything under the sun in like shitty movies like great movies and uh i love action films and action films aren't always good movies right (laughs) right as long as somebody's beating someone up and things are exploding you know that's an action movie never makes sense like even if you think uh, like a male-led action movies like predator is one of the greatest action movies of all time but (laughs) there's no real story other than they're hunting a predator that's all it is yeah right and um yeah so like you know like we uh I don't like put this like, oh, it has to be like Oscar winning performances in this, no, sure. into this. This is just like women that are leading a movie that are kicking butt, doing stunts and are put at the at the forefront. And um, I had a lot of things. I'm like, wow, how many of these are there? Because like y- you're led to believe that there's none of these ever existed until like Wonder Woman came out. But uh, no, there's been a lot of them. And yeah. uh, I mean, I have a list and it's I mean, most of them are, are not great movies, but I'm like, I'm, I'm into like the like the 
30s and 40s. So it's like, I mean, wow. in, in the grand scheme of things, how many action movies come out that are male, whatever, or ensemble cast? Probably five, ten times the amount. So, I mean, still not enough representation. But still, there's, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. And there should be more. I, I agree, man. I, I was also not necessarily surprised, but I, well, I guess I'll say I was like pleasantly surprised that there were so many more that came out before like the last five years because, you know, obviously women empowerment has been like kind of thrust into the spotlight lately in pop culture. And we had the Me Too movement last year. And you know what I mean? So it's like, a, in other words, it's become a focus of Hollywood almost because they were kind of forced to when really this should have been the case all along. I mean, we're going to be talking about some of these actresses and performances and it's like, why aren't we doing this more often? Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I Absolutely. agree I agree with you 100% there. All right, Ruggs, I'll tell you what, man. Let's, are you ready? You want to get into the list? You got your list there? Are you feeling good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, all right brother. I'm going to let you get us started. What is your number five women-led action movie? All right, I'm going to pull out something from uh, another country. Um, it's called The Villainous. Hmm. It's South Korean film. Wow, okay. I don't it came know this out one. in 2017, and it's balls-to-the-wall action. I mean... The opening scene is like this first person like shooter like kind of scene where you're looking in the person's POV and she's taking out all of these gangsters and then there's this scene there's a motorcycle chase scene that's crazy and then it goes into a bus scene where she's hanging off the bus right. and she's killing a bunch of guys with a sword. <laughs> uh, if you ever watch just watch the trailer and you'll be like oh my god this is crazy. I just made a note of it because this is one that I haven't seen and I don't think I'm aware of it. You, you said it was Korean? Yeah it's South Korean okay. Okay. Um, it it's, uh, stars Kim Ak-bin okay. and a bunch of other people. But like uh, this was one that was on my radar for a while. And I was like, oh, we got to mention this one because yeah, this maybe one... people will seek it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so I think it's just the reason why I picked this one is because it's it's fairly new. So it's got the highest levels of action like that. I think the South Korean films have. It's like probably if you look at like all the South Korean films, action films, this is like on the same par as their top stuff. Okay. So it would be equivalent to like a Fast and the Furious or something over here or like that level of a oh, film. Oh, so high production value and everything. Okay. Well, for yeah, for South Korea, I've, you know, we you can't measure it to Hollywood standards. No, no, but, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But I mean, it, it's they invested a lot. So all right, and it's villainous or villainous's villainous. No, the right? the villainous. The villainous. Okay. Yes. Because I'm making a note of that. I can't do it while we're recording, but I'm looking forward to going back and uh, at least watching the trailer and then maybe seeking that out. That sounds badass. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Cr I mean, there's a high body count. Mm -hmm. It's it's like everything like uh, Chow Yun Fat film for or like a, a John Woo movie, mm -hmm. something like in that same vein. All right. Okay. So the villainous is rugs number five. My number five is much different. It is from a director that, frankly, I can't stand. Uh, his, his kind of just weird, uh, his weird style of filmmaking works sometimes, but I would say 80% of the time it doesn't work. But in that 20% of the time was in 2000 when McGee put out Charlie's Angels, his incarnation. Oh, I was, that was on my list too. Yeah, yeah man. This uh, movie hit me pretty hard in 2000. You know, I was, uh, I would have been 25 or yeah, I would have been 25 in the year 2000. So I was pretty young. I was in college still and I just love it. In other words, McGee's an acquired taste, right? He was a music video director and his movies often kind of look like music videos, but obviously they're movies. So that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> but in Charlie's Angels, it worked. It was a updated kind of modernized version to, this, to a TV show that my father used to watch 
all the time in the 80s. I can remember as a young, young kid, and he used to let me watch it with him, which in the 80s, you know, those cop shows for young kids were, you know, not like they are today, but I mean, it was also, you kind of felt like you were watching something maybe you weren't old enough to watch, you know? And obviously the chicks were hot, which which was great. Yeah, it helps. It helps, sure. You've got Lucy Liu here, who I've always adored. Drew Barrymore is awesome. Cameron Diaz, she was still in her like prime, that late 90s, early 2000 Cameron Diaz. Tim Curry's in it. Sam Rockwell is the villain, does a great job. Bill Murray plays uh, Mr. Bos- or Bosley that we're used to from the TV show. So I just love the kind of modernized, updated version. The music was great. And again, I thought McGee's direction, which I typically am not a fan of, went really well with with this kind of you know retelling of Charlie's Angels. The sequels, yeah, I you know take them or leave. Them. I like the one with Demi Moore it was pretty good. I think that might have been the second one. Um, and was then there the, a third one or is there uh, that I, new one? There was a third one, and then there was the new one. The new oh, one really? was not great. The new one was uh, I love Kristen Stewart, but it just wasn't very good. I don't ever think I've even seen the third one. I like, thought there was a third one i could be wrong Rose, i mean i think they stopped me. at the second one but uh, that's that's what i remember but charlie's angels yeah it was definitely a contender on my list fun movie i was expecting something serious going in which was dumb of me right, right. and then it was like not what i expected but then i ended up like growing to like that it was just a fun action film and um it did have everything that you want it had chase yep. scenes it had kung fu it had uh, I mean, it even had of... it even had cosplay even <laughs> yeah it had cosplay yeah yeah it had it all it had it was it was a balls to the wall uh, action film so yeah and I, not only women lit, but three women lit. Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz. I love the fight scene in the alleyway with Crispin Glover, the creepy thin man. Oh, is that's great. Is I like I like great. the end fight scene where they're doing the bicycle kicks in the air. Yeah. And uh, with the chains, Lucy Liu with the chains. Yeah, that's good shit, man. Yeah. So and I, this one holds up pretty well, too. I know it's over 20 years old now, but I saw it recently. I think it was on like Netflix or Hulu a couple years ago, and I put it on and it holds up. I mean, the, the effects aren't what they are today but they're they're no. pretty good as far as holding up so. it's still fun yeah. it's just, and and you know it's not every joke lands but it is fun it's like cameron diaz is infectious lucy lou's great drew barrymore i'm not really the biggest fan of her but like she's even good in this in this in her right. in her own way i think they made her like kind of like the one that doesn't do a lot of action for <laughs> for reasons you know i don't think that she was up for it you know Right, sure. Uh, but uh, she played her part uh, very well. And uh, I think that uh, I don't know if women would have find a problem with this movie today because it's kind of leans a little bit on, you know, tropes of Charlie's Angels, which is the show, which is they, the women use their, their feminine wiles to kind of, you know, uh, to, to do the spy work and all that stuff. So sure, it is a fun movie and I still enjoy it. I agree, man. Appreciate it. So that was my number five. And we're over to you for your four, Rugs. What do you got, man? All right. See, here's another one here. Um, I got to throw um Charlize there on a bone here because this lady has been doing action films like a lot and she's kind of yeah. like she's kind of like one of the pillars of female action and you can't like not mention her so I'm t- I she's got um great roles in other movies and mm-hmm. but this one's completely built around her and her alone and it's so much of her and so much of her physicality. Mm-hmm. Is it the greatest one of her movies? No, but I'm going to throw out Atomic Blonde. Now, see, that's the one I have on my list a little bit higher. Uh, go ahead and talk about why you, because I'm, I'm going to debate whether I'm going to leave it on my list, but I love this movie, man. It was such a kick-ass film. And you're right. I mean, Charlize was like, 
I mean, even this past year, she was in another film that premiered on Netflix that was all action. And she, I would say she probably led that movie, too. But she just does that, man, where she can do these like Oscar caliber drama acting roles. And then the next movie you see her in, she's just beating up 50 dudes, you know? Yeah, <laughs> she, I mean, she really has a knack for it. She she had uh, she had that. I forgot what that movie was. That, is that the old guard that you're talking about? on Yes. Netflix, right. I didn't want to mention it in case you were going to. But yes, the no, I, I was it. But um, yeah, that that's a cool movie. But I don't think it's as cool as this. Uh, this one's this one's definitely got more like holy shit like John Wick like style mm-hmm. action. She's doing a lot of it herself, which is impressive. Right, and uh, you know she's like. I think she's like uh, in her forties now, so you know it's not an easy thing. I mean, Keanu's like in his fifties, and he's, <laughs> but like it's still it's still tough to do it in your late thirties. You know, it's like not it's not easy. So uh, she was doing a great job with that, and um, she just has this presence and this charisma, and uh, she totally uh, rules this movie. And uh, yeah, you should check it out if you haven't yet. Oh, it's great. Yeah, especially yeah. if you like John Wick. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know. Uh, I don't say on par, but definitely adjacent to John Wick. Yeah, John Wick with the female lead, you know, and they were saying that a lot when it came out as well. It was obviously heavily influenced by films like that. But yes, I mean, you can't go wrong with Charlize in her action role. I don't know if it was Chad Stileski, but it was one of the directors. I think John Wick had two directors, Mm -hmm. and I think one of those guys did Atomic Blonde. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. I mean, that makes even more sense. So Yeah. All right, so there you go. I might be talking about that one a little bit later, but I definitely agree with the pick. So Atomic Blonde is your four. My number four is a movie that you've probably heard of because you're a movie dude, but generally speaking, I feel like it's underseen. I just wish more people knew about this movie because whenever I mention it, and I actually own it on Blu-ray, and you know, whenever somebody sees the Blu-ray, or it comes up in conversation people are like what is this because it's got really like famous people in it but people just don't like the masses just don't know about it but it came out back in 2011 so it's 10 years old now and it starred a uh, at the time 15 year old Saoirse Ronan as the lead character and she's the woman quote unquote that's leading this movie called Hannah have you ever seen Hannah Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, There's so a TV ha- show on, on Amazon. It's yeah, great. they did a, t- a television spinoff of it, and I haven't watched that yet, truth be told, but I wanted to because I love this movie so much. But yeah, Saoirse Ronan, Eric Bana plays her father, and he basically raises her in the wilderness to become this world-class assassin at a very young age, ever since she was like nine or ten years old. And they spend like five years out in the woods training, and you know, it's that kind of classic story where it's like, you know, these montages and things going on and training and everything. And she uh, eventually develops the skills of like a James Bond type character, basically, where she's just this deadly assassin that can get out of any situation and can, you know, has multiple methods to kill people and, you know, that that type of stuff. And uh, it's just very, once you get through that opening, especially like the first, like from, from memory, like the first 30 or 40 minutes, kind of setting it up. And once you get into the action, because she gets sent on the special mission, her dad gets kind of taken from her and she, you know, obviously wants to rescue him, but she's also trying to, you know, help the government. Once you get going with that storyline, it's like, like nonstop, you know, and I just love not, I mean, we're talking about women leading the action here, but I also love that it was such a young woman, like it was a 15 year old girl and the way that it was choreographed and that they filmed it was so believable. I thought, you know, you didn't have, there wasn't one moment where you're like, wait a second, this is a 15 year old girl. Like what, what the hell is this? Like I I really believed it as I was, as I was watching it, you know, it was like Jason Bourne on steroids. Um, She was doing some crazy ass shit. She was climbing these guys and taking them down, dismantling them yeah it's definitely 
definitely a great movie and this in the series that it spawned is also pretty decent i think i got it on netflix or something when it came out yeah it was very very fun very fun very good uh and well done this is one of those few like action movies like charlie's angels you know it's a joke but like this is actually a good movie <laughs> right exactly like atomic blonde it's like eh, not the greatest script but this is actually pretty solid as a film right so i think it's like actually got a lot of things going for it and if you haven't seen that you should definitely check this out yeah and if you guys know of the amazon series that rugs was referring to which is also called hannah it's basically spawned from this film that came out in 2011 so if you like that most likely you'll like this so check it out also it's got a great supporting role from kate blanchett in this movie she plays uh kind of like a, a villainous character that you know has her come up in the end kind of has a redemptive arc in the movie but i love her as an actress so she has a great role in this movie too but yeah it's called hannah from 2011 by director joe wright make sure you guys check it out if you're so inclined rugs we're over to you man what do you got sitting at your number three buddy i have a feeling well we mentioned you mentioned one of them already so i, I know i could cross that one off the list and replace it with something else all right so i'm going to i, I need to i'm like i feel like i should do, do something shed light on something that nobody's heard of all right um and i'm trying to find a good movie um okay <laughs> So <laughs> we should tell everybody. We should tell everybody. So Ruggs has got like 30 or 35 movies that fit the brief. And he decided, which my guests don't typically do, Ruggs, but he decided he was going to make his list kind of on the fly based on what my picks were. Is that right, Ruggs? Yeah. So that way we can kind of like <laughs> have 10 instead of having five. I love that. Yeah. Because we could easily name the five exact same movies. Yeah, sure. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to throw Alita Battle Angel in there. All right. That's one I actually haven't seen yet. It's passed me by. Um, it is a, I don't know if it really counts, but it does start. And why is that now? Because it the the main character is mostly CG, but it oh. is a female character, and it is uh, mo capped. So, uh, and the actress from Alita, I believe, is um, uh, I have to get up now. Huh. It is um, what's her name Rosa Salazar. Okay, is the main actress, and they basically recreated her in CG. Hmm. And um, you know, there's some really crazy action in this movie. It is, uh, and it, it is like you know, state of the art. Top of the line CG, you know, James Cameron had something to do with it. So there's that. You got Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Colony, Jennifer Colony. Colony, even Connolly's in it too. Not Jennifer, just Colony, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> Connolly and Colony. <laughs> yeah, they're both in it. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I gotta look up Jennifer Colony now and see what she looks. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a big budget action film. I I went into the theater like not really expecting much because I, I this this property is based on an anime uh, movie, uh, a very old one. And uh, it's very cyberpunk and, um, you know, it has to do with cyborgs and stuff like that. And I remember seeing that movie and going, they're never going to be able to make this into a, a, a real movie. Yeah. And they did. They made they made they made this character with giant eyes for some reason, I guess, to, to look mm. like the anime. Oh, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I saw the trailers and the promotional materials. This is one that I wanted to see. But the, correct me if I'm wrong, Rugs. I haven't seen it. The, and I'm trying to remember from when it came out. But isn't this like a divisive movie? Like it's kind of split among the fan community or is this like a pretty consensus people love well it? i think that um the fan community might not like it of the people of the anime the fans of the anime might not like it but i think the people who just went in to watch an action movie liked it because they had no baggage going okay. in Okay, all right so um it, it's got a 61 on rotten tomatoes so it's not like um it's not like down in the dumps like we're in the 20s or 30s <laughs> 
All right. So it's it's like it's, I mean it's got a it's seven point three out of All ten right, okay. on IMDb. So it's it's one I want to check out. You think this is appropriate for my seven almost eight year old son or no? Ah uh, no, it was like decapitation. Oh okay, well I won't do that then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that. yeah, you check it out. Maybe you you can watch it with them. I don't know. I mean I watch all kinds of stuff when I was seven, but you know I, I grew up in the eighty. Looking to rug boy for parenting advice, guys. Yeah, that's, that's what have, the episodes come to. Chil- I don't have children. <laughs> I don't know anything about them, but I figure I just go on my own experiences. Yeah. That's cool, man. All right, so Alita Battle Angel uh, for yeah. you is sitting at your number three. Good pick, man. It's, you got, uh, let's see, I want to say, well, you've got two out of three so far that I haven't seen. So you're giving me some homework, which I actually really appreciate. So I'll be checking them out. Now, I just switched mine out with Atomic Blonde. Okay, so Atomic Blonde was going to be my number three, but I'm going to follow your lead with the exception of my top movie. If my top movie gets mentioned, I'm still going to mention it because it's my all-time number one in, in this category. But... Before we get there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in a schlocky, campy 80s film from 1981. It's a movie that I revisit at least every couple years. I lo- And actually, my top three movies are all what would be considered revenge films. And you know there's a trope in Hollywood that really started in the 70s with a movie called A Spit on Your Grave of when a woman is violated or raped and then she seeks revenge for that. Right. And that's really the premise of this movie. So it's a pretty standard Hollywood trope, but it's a movie called Miss 45 from 1981. Have you ever seen this or heard no, of it? No, no. So she is a, uh, the lead character in the film is a shy, mute girl. Uh, and she basically gets raped twice on the same day and she snaps. She basically loses her mind and she uh, steals the gun from her second rapist and she wears it in her garter belt and she just basically goes around New York City killing any dude that attempts to pick her up or hit on her or touch her or whatever. She just like blows him away. Whoa. So the last two thirds of the movie, I don't remember the body count on it, but it's probably at least like eight or 10 dudes that she just like blows away for trying to, you know, seduce her or whatever. And there's one scene in the movie where she, cause she has on this kind of like nice black dress with these high thigh highs and she wears the gun on her, um, like garter on her, on her thigh. And she, there's this one scene where she puts on a, a habit from like a, like a nun's, um, get up. Let's say she's Whoa. like a nun. <laughs> so the guys will like approach her or whatever. And then she like pulls the gun out, dresses a nun, blows two dudes away. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's a eighties watch. Yeah. It's an eighties watch, but I love this movie, man. And it was initially my number six, but I'm like, you know what? Let me swap it out here with atomic blonde. So maybe more people will seek it out. You know, I was on your show a few days ago and I was talking about a campy horror movie called Tammy and the T-Rex. Right. And, and Miss 45 is also a very campy film. It's not really a horror film. I mean, it's an action you know, a revenge film. But yeah, that's that's going to be my number three, man. And you haven't wow. seen this one, right? No, I have not. <laughs> it's very rare when someone names a movie and they haven't even heard of it. I th- I, I've seen I've seen these images before, but I've never actually uh, sat down and watched this movie. Right, now, yeah. I remember it was called something else, though. It was called, uh had another title. Oh, maybe it did. Angel oh. of Vengeance, maybe? Was it called? Uh, maybe. You might be giving me some trivia here. Yeah, I, I think know. it might be have a different title. Oh, yeah. Because when you said four minutes 45, I was like oh i'm like then i see this i I looked it up and it said uh angel of vengeance i'm like oh okay that makes sense yeah there you go angel of vengeance okay yeah so miss 45 to me uh, i came to this movie late i didn't see it in the 80s i saw it much later i just saw it maybe for the first time like 10 years ago and i just loved it but i do love that you know, thematic arc in Hollywood that's existed forever uh, when the woman is seeking revenge because she was wronged. I don't know why, but that story just always kind of intrigues me, that storyline. Uh, so I really was drawn to it because of that, too. So that's my number three, man. We're over to you for your runner up, Rugs. What you got, buddy? For Is it my uh, number two? Yeah, man. All right. Well, 
this is a I there's two movies and they can both be number one, but um I'm going to go with Kill Bill, the whole saga, the whole bloody affair mm-hmm. for uh my number two. I feel like it is probably the quintessential like gr- great uh sagas uh, of and one of and one of Quentin Tarantino's best offering. Sure, I agree with that. I'm not gonna say too too much about it because it's coming up for me. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, and I can't not change this one. This is uh this is it for me man this is this is the movie or the movies if you want to you know put them in the in the same thing which i do as well the whole bloody affair but i love it i mean uma thurman doing her thing as the bride i mean what are you gonna in a tarantino dialogue on top of that and the way that he shoots his movies are so uh they're just so vibrant and like they just tell a story visually so well i feel like and also you know musically too like he incorporates music really well uh if you if you're splitting them up rugs were you doing volume one or volume two? What do you what do you what do you think there? Well, that's tough. I like volume one better for action. You sure? Yeah, it's got better action, but volume two has got some stuff to chew on uh, acting wise. So um, I feel like there's some better acting roles in the in the second one. Yeah, I agree. It gets a little so, more intricate. Yeah. So, but if you just want to see all out action and and some kung fu and sword play, I mean, her against the crazy eighty eight in that in that uh, restaurant is, is is fucking awesome. So good, man. So it good. switches to black and white. There's there's people getting their heads not not, not their heads, their hands chopped off. Yeah, limbs going everywhere. Um, uh, an ode to Bruce Lee's yellow outfit. That's right. right. Yeah, from uh, Game of Death, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's 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 an homage to all of the stuff that Quentin Tarant. You know, loved about um uh you know those movies and you know he had i think he had sonny chiba in there who is <laughs> oh, one yeah. of the greats mm-hmm. uh you know he was in the movie the street fighter and he's a, a, a which is a kind of like jap japan's take on um on bruce lee yeah hattori hanzo in the movie yeah, yeah. yeah he made the hattori hanzo um yeah, it's just got, I mean, just the, the legend of that sword. Right. Like, God will get cut by the sword. It's crazy, man. It's like the, the greatest lines are in that. It's just, it's, it's a great movie. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, if it's not a number one on the list, it's got to be a number two. It's got to be one or the other that we're going to mention. I know what you're probably going to mention next. Oh, you do? Well, I don't, I don't know if you do because my number two is actually not that popular either. So oh, I've really? Got, I've got oh. another movie that I want to turn people on to here. Okay, I don't know. Go, go for it. So my number two, I don't know, man. This is, I, I'm trying to think of how to set this up and why I love this movie so much. So it's, it's the same arc as Miss 45, really. Okay. So there's a, our lead character, our lead woman, quote unquote, action star in this movie. Her name is Jen in the movie and she is wronged. So she goes on, she's the other woman for this dude that she's in an affair with. He's married, right? So they go on this trip together and you know, like on some exotic island or whatever. And his two buddies show up and they go on this hunting excursion together. They leave her together at the house. And what ends up happening is the two buddies end up basically taking advantage of her and raping her when he's not around. And then when he finds out about it, he just tries to get her to shut up about it because he doesn't want to mess up his marriage. So that's the storyline. All right. Whoa. The movie's called, the movie's actually very aptly put and very aptly called Revenge. That's the name of the movie. It's a French film, actually. So you will. Oh, have- I know this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you will have to do subtitles. Uh, it's actually streaming on Shutter right now if anybody has that service for horror because it does incorporate horror, which I also love. Now, did you see this, Rux? Or you just know about I've, it? I've seen like a lot of it. 
okay. haven't seen the whole movie from beginning to end, but I've watched scenes because um I I was told like watch this and then yeah. like I would watch this scene and whatever. So yeah, it's good shit, man. So so that happens. What I told you, that's the plot of the movie. Basically, it takes us a little while to get there, but that's ultimately what happens. And there's a scene in the movie when about halfway through when they're they decide we have to kill her. Like she's gonna tell on us. Like she, you know she, she's gonna turn us in. Like whatever we gotta we gotta kill her. That's for some reason that's what they decide to do. So they go chase her out in the desert, basically, and she ends up falling off this cliff and getting impaled into like a tree or whatever that was at the bottom of the cliff. And the horror elements and the kind of supernatural elements start to come in to play because she comes back to life. So you have as a viewer, you have to go, wait a second, like, is she a zombie or like what happened? You know, why is she able to do it? But they never tell you, which I love. It's very ambiguous. Like you never know, like, did she really fall off the cliff? Is she like the walk? dead right now like and they never really tell you they you just pull for her to incite her revenge and to get her revenge and you know i don't want to give it away it's a fairly new movie it's about three years old um but like i said it is streaming on shutter it is available to purchase i absolutely love this movie man and it's a french film so i'm not familiar with the actress but i was just looking it up she's gorgeous she has beautiful eyes oh she's great man yeah but um matilda lutz matilda matilda ingrid lutz is the lead actress who plays jen and she definitely leads this movie man she kicks absolute ass and and there's a juxtaposition there too right because the first half of the movie she's like this like you know very sexy and promiscuous kind of like blonde hair blue-eyed girl who seems really like timid and like just kind of like you know dancing around and like you know you just kind of gawk at her and they do in the movie as well like the men in the movie do that also and then when she's wronged and when you kind of feel for what happens to her it's like she just turns into a different person altogether like a split personality type deal and again that could be because you know she's a zombie i mean i don't know (laughs) you know they never really tell us but i love that juxtaposition too where it's the same woman with these two very different kind of personalities you know and it's a great movie i would definitely recommend and i've mentioned it on the show before actually it's come up on a couple other lists that i've done but i would recommend anybody checking out revenge from i want to say 2018 ish but it's a french film it's number 23 on my list there you go oh hey it did make the list nice nice (laughs) well looky here man i think you know what my number one is but i'm not sure what yours is because well, you said you were going to be so hardline so i don't know but what, what's your number one woman-led action movie well because the person is on the poster and leads this entire franchise uh-huh i'm going with aliens you did do that yes, all right okay i did because i feel like we can't talk about women in action films without naming the like the one that like carried it all by herself pretty much yeah i don't all right, let me try to explain myself. Okay, first of all, I love the pick. I, I'm a huge fan of Alien and Aliens, and actually some other ones that came after that as well. But for me, my favorite movie in this franchise is Alien, the original. Well, that's a horror film. Right? It's a horror film. And, well, it's a horror action, but yes, it's a, it's a horror. It's like a you know haunted house on a ship, basically. But Sigourney Weaver's character, Ripley, in the first one has to get there, right? So the first two-thirds of the movie, she's not really in the front seat it just kind of happens at the end of the movie but in your movie in aliens she's driving the ship like she's in the front seat the whole time so i do love that pick for that reason but i just stayed away from it because i don't know is it horror is it action is it ensemble is it you know i mean i was just it was too many gray areas for me but i absolutely love the franchise and i love the pick why don't you talk a little bit about why you this is your number one man yeah i feel like well you can't it's james cameron you got amazing horror um you know aspects to this but you 
have like uh you have other female characters in this as well and uh they also carry a lot of the and do a lot of the actions too so um not only sigourney weaver's in there you have the the bad guy is the queen okay mm -hmm. yeah. so it's like <laughs> you have another fucking woman that you have to contend with mm -hmm. so there, it's got a lot of female empowerment in it and i think that um you should really check it out if you have it i mean she she goes to blows to blow with <laughs> with the alien mother i mean that's how personal yeah. it gets so i don't know i just feel like uh you know how do you go wrong with vasquez and and, and sigourney weaver and i love Ripley? it you can't you can't go wrong you got two strong females you got bill bill paxton you know doing his bill paxton thing yeah michael bean from terminator okay so you got like you got like royalty like james cameron royalty in this movie yeah great memorable lines and the aliens look amazing in this and they're like shooting like tons of bullets shit's exploding uh yeah it's yeah, you got I marines i mean what else do you need as far as an action film is concerned yeah so. i'm with you i'm with you so great pick so aliens you prefer this to the original i mean i know that i know one's different than the other but i think that as a horror film you know aliens is great as an action film i mean alien is great as an action film aliens is great so it's like it depends on what you're in the mood for if you're in the mood for a horror film or a slow burn yeah you're gonna watch the and it's it's kind of impressive because it's Ridley Scott and it's like uh you know it's the first of its kind this kind of like space horror film mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Aliens is more like James Cameron came in and says all right let me just fucking ramp this up let me shoot it in the arm with some adrenaline let's make it a fucking roller coaster ride it's a great it's a great double header man these let's two put back a to fucking back kaiju in there you know the alien yeah. queen let's get a fucking exoskeleton throw that on ripley let's fucking yeah. have a fight all right let's make so, some memories yeah sure yeah so yeah it, it's a great pick man i love it i love the franchise i love aliens and uh that's your number one women-led action movie ripley you can't go wrong with that my yeah, number one i played go, it safe. yeah you did good man my number one you are mentioned so i kind of played it safe too but it's kill bill oh wow. and uh uma thurman's as, as the bride is is obviously leading this these two films if you put them together i i think of them as one film but you know to be fair they obviously were split up at two releases but not only that i didn't expect to have two lucy Liu in my top five but here she is again as oren ishii uh you know vivica fox plays vernita daryl hannah as l driver just so many uh you know very powerful women characters you know they're they are not to be messed with you know there's so many of them and you know you can look on the good and evil side of things but they're all badass you know and they all really are leading this movie like if you really really think about the kill bill saga okay with the exception of bill there's no dudes <laughs> like there's no like main dudes yeah, it's like michael madsen but he's not doing anything yeah yeah i mean he's in it you know what i mean there's dudes in it obviously but i'm saying there's no dudes like driving the action forward really uh no you know, way yeah yeah it's all women man and i love that i love that you know, Tarantino uh, kind of wrote it like that, and his vision was that way. And you already mentioned the homages to, you know, cinema that really influenced him, and that comes out beautifully um, in both chapters. But, you know, I love this, the subdued nature of the final battle between her and Bill when she kind of is there where her daughter is, and they just kind of sit down at the table. Just kind of like, look, you know, like we're here to fucking like kill each other. So like, I'm going to, I'm here to kill you. So like, what do you want to tell me? And they just kind of have a, a beautiful conversation. You know, it's a very indulgent movie. I mean, Quentin Tarantino took every indulgence from his love of cinema, particularly like Kung Fu theater and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, for me, it got me into that stuff. Like I wasn't really 
really into like the Bruce Lee type stuff. Like I, I knew of it, but I wasn't right. like a huge fan or whatever. And then seeing this and just having that desire to kind of see where that came from when he was creating his his vision kind of got me in to, to see a lot of those other movies. So there's something to be said for that too. Tarantino kind of opening other people's eyes to that type of filmmaking. But yeah, Kill Bill, you already talked about it beautifully earlier, but that's got to be my number one, man. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's hard so to it's top. Yeah, it really is hard to top. I mean, there's there's tons of movies that we didn't mention. Yeah. But like Kill Bill is like if it doesn't automatically make the list of like of action films, like it's it's always got to be there. Like it's got to it, it's a staple. Yeah. And you mentioned uh did you mention earlier is this your favorite Tarantino? It's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's it, it's I I watch it a lot. I think so, I'm going to go I think I I go Inglorious Bastards and then Pulp Fiction and then this. Yeah, I like Pulp Fiction a lot too. I like Inglorious Bastards. Those are like my top 3. Yeah, same here. Um yeah, so I, I, this one's got a, a great rewatchability because of mm-hmm. all like the there's a lot of comic book stuff in there and I love anime and I love all that stuff and I love like all, you know, eastern stuff whether it be J- Japanese or Hong Kong. I have a big aff- affinity for both. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, it's got it all. And so I kind of that's in my wheelhouse like pulp fiction it's like that's evoking eras that i don't like i'm not really an expert in like i think i think that pulp fiction is like an homage to like a bunch of like 70s stuff scorsese you know all that weird stuff like stuff before scorsese right like these these black exploitation (laughs) films and stuff like that um this is more in my wheelhouse like the kung fu stuff is way more in my wheelhouse so i kind of like have a little bit of more of a shine for kill bill than uh than the other things but yeah same i do learn like one of the things I love about Tarantino is that whenever I watch his films, I do pick up on a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and I like the influence. He's a great teacher in that way. You know, he's just kind of teaching the audience, whether it's inadvertent or not, you know. So I agree with you. All right. So I tell you what, let's take a quick promo break, Rugs. And when we come back, we're going to give our honorable mentions and then we're going to shout out the fans online and see what women led action movies they mentioned over there. Okay. So sit tight. We'll be right back, peeps. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. All right, guys, welcome back. And as I said, pre-break, thanks for sticking with us. We are going to be doing our honorable mentions here in just a second. Real quick, Rugs, why don't you round out your top five? Just remind everybody what you had over there. Okay, so number five, I had The Villainous, which is a South Korean film. At number four, I got Atomic Blonde starring Charlize Theron. And uh, I have uh, number three, Alita Battle Angel, which is uh, a kind of sci-fi flick. Mm-hmm. And of course, number two, Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair. And at number one, I got Aliens by James Cameron starring Sigourney Weaver. Love it. My top five was 
Number five was Charlie's Angels. My number four was a movie called Hannah, starring a very young Saoirse Ronan. Please seek that one out. My number three was a underseen gem called Miss 45 from 1981. My number two was a French film called Revenge. And my number one was Kill Bill. And I'll go ahead and say The Whole Bloody Affair as well. Although I'm, I, I look at them as one movie, but I am a little prone to chapter one because of introducing us to the story and all the action that you get in chapter one. So Absolutely. All right. So, Ruggs, let's do some honorable mentions, man. Now, just give me five. Try to limit yourself to five that you wish could have somehow made it onto your list. What do you got? I find it very weird that we have not like we're talking about all the the major uh, action films. And there's you know, we've talked about Charlize being one of the staples. And I think that there's a couple of other staples that we're leaving out here. And it's tough to figure out which movie to mention. <laughs> so uh, because some of them don't really fall in this category. And if you're going to be sticklers for it. But I feel like we need to mention an Angelina Jolie movie. Yeah, sure. I feel like we need to mention one at least one. OK, I'm going to say uh the second Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. That's a good one, yeah. Because it's got the most action uh, in it, I think. Do you consider her the lead in Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Because that was, I considered that one. But she splits it with Pitt, obviously. Yeah, I feel like that's one that's a tough one, too, because she splits it with, with Pitt. But that's also a great action film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she does a lot of ass kicking in that. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else you got? Um, oh, so I, then then you got the other one. You got Mila Jovovich, who's another staple of action. True, true. Now, which movie do I mention of hers? I'm going to say, I guess Resident Evil is the safest one. She did like 10 of them. <laughs> yeah, the, definitely the first one only, I hope you're saying. Yeah, the Resident Evil, the first one. Uh, I mean, I would say Fifth Element is her best. Yeah. But that's she shares that with Bill, with uh, what's his name? Bruce Willis. Bruce, I said Bill Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah, so. I'm going to have to just on the technicality, I'm going to go with Resident Evil with that one. Okay. Um, another one is I'm going to mention is um, Underworld. It's a good one. I consider Kate, it. Kate Beckinsale. I mean, nobody looks better in, in uh, black leather than her, right? Yeah, I mean, that's got to be it. She's shooting people. She's jumping up in the air. She's de- decapitating vampires. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she she did it there. Um, how many? So that's three. One more. I think I, uh, I think one more, but I lost count, to be honest. Okay. Oh, uh, shit. I'm going to uh, just because she does all of her own stunts, I'm going to throw in Haywood. Wire with oh, that's Dana good. Carano. That's good. She came under fire lately, though, huh? Yeah, well, Ugh. you know. But it's a good movie, though. It's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, was it a good action film? That's all I care about. Exactly. <laughs> We're not here to talk politics. Tonight. Yeah. All right, so to round out my top 10, my number six, I moved it, would have been Atomic Blonde. It was a little bit higher for me, truthfully, but just to avoid a little bit of crossover, I agree with everything you said about it, and I think Charlize is one of those staple uh, female leads for sure. My number seven is a movie that really surprised your cohort Imran when he came on and we talked about the MCU because I love this movie and it's Captain Marvel and I love it. <laughs> That's my number seven. Are you oh. surprised by that as well? <laughs> wow. It's not even on my list and I have 32. <laughs> Now, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm I'm one of the outliers with this movie. I don't think anybody like really like hates this movie, but everybody's always surprised that I am so fond of it. But I just really enjoyed it. Like I, it was the first MCU movie that my son saw with me, so I think that like nostalgia connection maybe is like blinding me a little bit to the actual project. I mean, it's it's, but a I movie. did really enjoy it. 
it's a movie you could enjoy. It's like it's got some, you know, it's got a lot of value to it. But like, sure. you know, it's <laughs> like when I'm thinking of action movies that I want to watch, that's not one of them. That's I know. That's just I dig it. Yeah. I know. I know I'm the weird bird, but I dig it. And then uh, my number eight would have been this movie called Widows that came out a couple of years. ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Steve McQueen with the incomparable Viola Davis. But you also have Michelle Rodriguez kicking ass in there. Uh, there's this actress in it called uh, Cynthia Erivo, who later played uh, Harriet Tubman in a film like the year after that. So it's a great movie that is this like group of females that have lost their husbands that enter into this like heist, basically. And it's got a lot of action directed by Steve McQueen. Now, my last two, I purposely say for nine and ten rugs, because I didn't know if you were going to think they were a little controversial. Okay. Go ahead. My number nine is The Force Awakens. Ooh, uh, that's not on my list either. All right. But is that controversial or no? You get where I'm coming from or no? No, I mean, uh, they're, I think that they're worthy of throwing into the ring. You know, That's right, just, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love Daisy Ridley. I love... Are you a Star Wars fan by chance? Oh, yeah. I'm a big Star Wars That's what I thought, yeah. So I love The Force Awakens, too, because you have to think about it. When that movie came along in, in 2015, I'll try to make this brief, but one of the reasons why I think that's so like prominent to put on a list of women-led films is that the Star Wars franchise, I mean, trillions of dollars, decades of material, and not just movies, TV shows, merchandise, you know, comic books, I mean, they're all led by dudes. <laughs> like they're all like the main protagonist or guys typically. Right. And then and then you have The Force Awakened in 2015 and Ray led by Daisy Ridley who by the way is an amazing actress and amazing performance too on top of it and she's the central kind of like hero in this male dominated universe and it was I'm not a chick obviously but I just feel like if you're if you were a woman that was a Star Wars fan when that happened that had to feel just like top of the world you know yeah so I, I just feel like it's very important in that aspect as well I think it's a valid film I mean I remember The Force Awakens was when everything was uh, you had uh, the optimism right you're like okay let's see where this goes and then you had the next couple of films that kind of like didn't really wow me but that one is at least was the at the point where you're like okay this has got some possibilities um you know and it was entertaining and it brought back a lot of memories from other films and so, then yeah. and then to round up my top 10 would have been an animated film Ooh. but i feel like there's a lot of action in it so but it's the it's disney we got to mention disney or all my podcast will get shut down but it's mulan from 1998 oh not the remake although it was okay too but i'm talking about the, the animated version from 98 oh wow yeah i mean mulan dresses up as a dude to save her country bro it <laughs> goes into war you know what i mean so there's a lot of action in that film too and i i knew it'd be a little controversial to throw too high on the list but i wanted to slip it in at number 10 there so well it's definitely an important film yeah yeah. It's definitely a great film. Yeah. I just didn't think to put this on the list. For some yeah. yeah. See, I'm always thinking out of the box. There. Yeah, you're thinking out of the box, big time. Plus, I do this so many times, I got to try to incorporate other stuff. You know, <laughs> you know, I got to come up with the fresh ideas over here. Yeah, I know. I was racking my brain. I had so many. I mean, I have a list that's 32 things long. It's crazy that there's so many, well, and I didn't. I didn't even get to. Uh, I didn't get the Captain Marvel. Didn't get the Star Wars. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, let's see if any of these got any of your other ones got mentioned. What we're gonna do at the end of the episode rugs we always go over to social media and open up what we call the suggestion box and see what the fans Ooh. had to say guys if you're into it please check the show notes and join up to our facebook fan group because that is where i interact with our fans the most and uh, we actually got to get you in over there rugs i wasn't able to tag you in this i got to get you over in the are you on facebook i uh, i believe i'm in, i'm on facebook yeah all right well we got to get you on there somehow we'll get you into the facebook fan group so let's see uh dan truly over on facebook says atomic blonde and the river wild hmm. mm -hmm. I feel that's like a, I should know the River Wild. That's a that's a Kevin Bacon movie, isn't it? 
River Wild. I feel like I should know that, but for some reason yeah, it's not coming Yeah, I think it's like, is it like, a, it's, uh, is that Meryl Streep? Or? I don't know. I need to have you on the Google while I go through, go through these. Uh, no, let's no, see. It's, an, it's an old movie. I know that. Let's see. Uh, top, top tier patron, Dan Roski says, Kill Bill, Alien, V for Vendetta, which we didn't mention. That's a good one. Oh, that's a oh, that's an interesting yeah. call out there. Yeah, and then he's got T2 and Rogue One. Rogue One I like for the same reason I chose Force Awakens. What do you think about Terminator 2? We talked about this a little bit when I was on your show. Yeah, see, Terminator 2, it falls into the Arnold category. Arnold is the flagship of this of the series, and then, and then all of a sudden Linda Hamilton, she, she comes into her own in this film. And she steals the movie. Mm-hmm. And this one's a tough one. This one's like it could. I could go. I mean, if you were to say it, and, and so I would, I would allow it. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. It definitely could be in the conversation. I mean, sure. it's definitely if we're broadening the topic, it's it's up there in the top five for sure. Let's see, Joey Austin. He's got as uh, a mutual listener of ours. He's got Kill Bill, Wonder Woman, and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Hmm. That's uh, Gina Davis, I believe. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty crazy movie when it came out. I remember seeing that in the theater. That was cool. Wonder Woman's a good call. That's on my list, but it's uh, kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, better than Captain Marvel, though, probably. <laughs> yeah, because well, the action was more the action was more memorable. Yeah, I don't. I just got connected to the '90s stuff in uh, Captain Marvel. I think, and the, like I said, the nostalgic piece of taking my son to see in the theater and whatever else. So I love Brie Larson. You know, I just had a lot of things going like for me personally to really be attached to it. So yeah, you don't need to defend it. I've that, you, your choice is your choice. Let's see. David Powell says Atomic Blonde and said he's not going to mention anything else because that's the only one that should be on the list. Wow, Atomic wow. Blonde. A lot so. of love for Atomic yeah. Blonde. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jared Taylor, patron of the show, says Wonder Woman, Aliens. Kill Bill Volume 1, Lucy, which we didn't mention. Hmm. And we also didn't mention Mad Max Fury Road, probably for similar reason to T2, yeah, right? Yeah, that's another one that if we kind of expanded it to like being second banana in the film, like you, yeah. Um, there is a film <laughs> that's a lot like Mad Max called Doomsday starring Rona Mitra. Uh-huh. And she basically does Mad Max, like, but she's a chick. Oh, okay. And if you want, so it's like, eh, if you want to see that, there's a movie like that. Out there. Let's see. Doug from Good Times, Great Movies said Haywire, which is one that you mentioned in your honor. That's right. Amanda, friend of the show, says Annihilation and The Force Awakens. Ooh. Annihilation is a good one, but I think of that more as like a sci fi horror kind of Yeah. Film. I mean, they shoot guns like maybe twice in that one. Yeah, but it's a fucking great movie. I it, loved it. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Joey from So Wizard is always given kind of like the rare gems. So this is a movie I haven't seen, but it's called China O'Brien from 1990. Oh, Cynthia Rothrock. Okay. All right. So you're I, familiar with that one. There's definitely some definitely some high kicking in that. Yeah. He also listed, I don't know the year on this one, but he listed a movie called Chocolate. Oh, Chocolate. Yeah. Oh, Chocolate. Yeah. That's a great one, too. I mean, it's uh, basically this little girl and uh, she like kicks everyone's butt. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. you know, I love that with my Hannah pick. So that's great. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, my friend Marshall says the Underworld series, Alien, Long Kiss Goodnight, Salt. There you go. There's your Angelina Jolie. Yeah, that's another one. Salt. Um, yep. Tomb Raider. There you go. Another one. Atomic Blonde, Charlie's Angels, Kill Bill, Hunger Games, and Hannah. We didn't mention the Hunger Games. You're a fan of that? That's on my list, too. Yeah. I got Hunger Games is definitely on my list. Uh, you know, Salt is on my list. So, yeah, they're, they all made it there. Brian Shampoo has got Atomic Blonde, Fury Road, and The Old Guard. Yes, they are all Charlize, and Charlize can get it, he says. <laughs> of course she can. Of and then, course she can. And then we'll end on Joe Ketchum. He's got a few that we didn't mention on our list. He says Fury Road, Peppermint, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. I, that's an ensemble, though, right? Really? That's an ensemble. Peppermint is uh, is not 
that bad, actually. It's pretty decent as a revenge, uh, you know, woman taking the law into her own hands type flick. That's uh, Jennifer Garner, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, let's, uh, can I ask a question? Like, who would you put? We're talking about the pillars of women in action. Mm -hmm. Who would you put on the pillar? I mean, we mentioned. If you were going to make, if you were going to make like a a dirty dozen. Like a Mount Rushmore kind of thing? Yeah. Who would be on that? Well, Charlize, for sure, I feel like, for Mount Rushmore. And, um. I think you, it's so funny, but Ripley, I didn't have her on my list, but I think, you know, Sigourney Weaver, particularly from the Aliens franchise, but I mean, you know, she's badass. Right. Um, So I'll do two and you do two. So what other two do we need to put on Mount Rushmore? I would say Angelina Jolie. All right. All right. And then I would definitely go Mila Jovovich. Oh, okay. She's just done so much action. But then you got other people that could step into here. I mean, really, Linda Hamilton can be on there, really. Yeah. Well, Linda Hamilton. I'm I'm just talking about people who do action, like who are known for action films. So like Angelina Jolie, she does a lot of action. Um, Charlize does a lot of action films. She She did like Aeon Flux. We didn't even mention that. That's right. Yeah. That was like a big budget. Uh, Karen Kusama directed it. It was all futuristic and shit. Um, Yeah. Jennifer Garner. She was Electra in the Daredevil movie and in her own movie. And then she was Peppermint. And then she was in Alias in the TV show doing all kinds of action. So Jennifer Garner is probably up there, too. You might might have to talk about recently. You might have to talk about Gal from the DCEU. Gal's been in Fast and the Furious movies. Right. right. And she's now she's Wonder Woman. And uh, she was in the Justice League. She's been in a lot of action uh, based films. Yeah. I'm so just she's definitely brainstorming one. here as you're talking, but yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. For sure. Um, maybe even Zoe Saldana, because she was in Colombiana. She mm-hmm. was in that Losers movie with Chris Evans. And she was, uh, and, and she's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's true. So okay. we got that. Yeah. And of course, you can do uh, Michelle Yeoh, Maggie Q, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, ScarJo, too. Someone mentioned Lucy, and then you have... Um... I didn't see Ghost in the Shell, but she was in that, and she was in um, Under the Skin. So hers kind of like bleed genres a little bit, where they're not like pure action right. you know, all the time, but she's a great actress. I love her. She's one of my favorites. All right. Well, there you go, guys. So that was our top five, and then some women-led action movies with Rugs from Jock and Nerd. Rug, it was a blast to have you on, man. I, I love having first-time guests, and I'm a big fan of yours. Why don't you tell everybody that's listening where they can find you guys online? Just kind of plug whatever you want to plug, man. I think you can go to jockandnerdpodcast.com. I believe that's our website. I don't Imran's, know. Imran's going to love this plug. Like, Can I look it up? I don't know. Yeah. Am I sure? Fucking look it up right quick. I want to say you're right, though. I think it might be jockandnerdpod.com or something like that. Uh, let's see. www.jockandnerd. I didn't tell you this was coming, so it's just my fault. Dot com. Let's see. Is that right? No. That's not it. Hold on. Hold on, Imran. We'll figure it out. Yeah, here. it's jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd.com. So there's no yeah. podcast in there. Okay. Yeah, it's jockandnerd.com. You'll find the podcast. You'll find uh, links to all of our stuff. You can find me on Twitter at reallyrugboy. Really rugboy. Yeah. Come by, say hello. Uh, check out our show. We have a good time. We got a bunch of great personalities, and we have a great um, fan club and listeners. They're just awesome. And just come be part of the party. Yeah, man. I'm there. I'm a part of the party, and I enjoy you guys a lot. So thanks for coming on this show, man, and hopefully you'll come back sometime in the near future, Thank too, Thank you so much. It's been great getting to know you. You can come on my podcast whenever you want. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I'll be down there in the basement with you getting sandwiches from Emron, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the just sandwiches. Tell me, your, let me write down the order, and I'll, I'll email it to you. Yeah, I love BLT. So okay, sure BLT, you yeah. got it. All right, cool. All right, guys, we will be back next week. We will have another top five and another P on the pod. Everybody take care. See you later. See you later.